Welcome to the Golf Under Par podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough, here with myself. All right, you can see there's no guest, but uh, no special guests today. Sorry about that. Having a little brain fart, I guess. And that is because I wanted to get on here. And I wanted to talk about creating a workout program, right? Specifically, something that's efficient, something that's effective in improving your golf game, improving improving your golf fitness, okay? So when we think about a workout program, a training program, because it's different from a workout and, a, and training, training is leading you up to some specific goal, right? Whereas a program, a workout is just getting you uh, hot, sweaty, fatigued, whatever you want to classify that as. So not that a workout cannot be a part of a training program, but specifically we want a goal of creating a body that is effective at producing force uh, through particularly rotational force, right? So that we can maximize club head speed, which will in turn create more distance for us. And as we've learned through our other guests on the podcast, that distance is king in scoring and creating better opportunities to go low. All right. So what is it that we need in a training program in order to be effective? Right? Well, uh, stealing this a little bit from a book that I've been, I've been looking, working that I've been reading through on with that is uh, Kevin Carr's book. It's called functional anatomy. Training, functional training anatomy, functional training anatomy. Sorry, man. And my book's upstairs next to my bed because I've been reading through it, and uh, so I don't have it right here with me. But uh, basically, he just kind of lays out, you know, a lot of the things that we need to do in order to be functional movers and and to be basically strong enough to 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 live life and do the things that we want to be able to do, right? And so he he lays it down into five things, and I really like these five things and you know, I was thinking about it and as I'm reading it and whatnot, I realized yes, basically things that I've I've always done and, and he just kind of grouped it in a nice, concise way, a manner of, of thinking about it. So number one is mobility. We want to start with a mobility preparation, getting through that stuff to make sure that our limitations don't continue to be limited, right? We want to improve the the restrictions that we have. All right, whether that may be in the golf world, we have a few different things that we particularly want to look at, and that's the rotary centers, the centers of our body that actually have rotational movement patterns that actually are going to influence our ability to get a get a shoulder turn, get a bigger um, backswing, uh, and more power through through our swing, right? Because a a swing, we know that there's a lot of different varieties of backswings and whatnot. But in order to generate more speed, one of the big things is generating more room or more time in order to create club head speed. Okay. So if we can get a bigger backswing, we have more time to generate power uh, through the club into the ball. All right. So we want to mobility. We want to target the three rotary centers. Okay. Uh, or three main ones really that we think about in golf. Okay. We have, we have our neck, we have our Sorry, we have 
five rotary centers basically in the body. Um, three of them that are main ones for golf, but five are the neck, shoulder, mid-back, hips, and then ankles. All right, those are the five big movement ones. If you think about it, those are the ones that can do a lot of rotations. I guess wrists, we could throw that in there too. But we think about our center of our body and our ability to turn our body while we're standing straight up. It's going to be uh, happening. You're going to have that movement happen at the neck. All right, it's going to have movement at the shoulder with the rotation going in and out like you're uh, fanning something, right? Or it, it, you have your, your mid-back or your upper back, which does the twisting of your, your chest, your torso. Uh, you got your hips getting the pelvis to rotate and turn. And we have uh, then our ankles that do a rocking motion as we shift weight from one side to the other. So those are those different things that we have with regards to the rotary centers and we want to target those things big things for for us is shoulder mobility we want to be able to test that and and making sure that we're progressing with that we want to test our uh our upper chest mobility our, our ability to turn there and our hips those are the big three things and so when i target that the two that i look at most is chest and and hips I and mean, most people have that limitation shoulders can be on some people it kind of just depends uh, and, and what you need. So if you feel restricted in your ability to get the, your hands over your head, then that's definitely something that you want to address. Uh, and we can cover that in another another days. But essentially, you want to look at shoulder mobility. Look at maybe it's a, a lat restriction, and that's this, that's keeping you from from getting that that ability to reach overhead. All right, in your chest, it's probably your ability to rotate and be able to control that. So some of my favorite ones uh, for for that is simply uh, getting into uh, cat cows for getting that mobility, and then working into uh, some more like reach unders and overs where you're getting some active twisting through that. If you guys want any of these videos, usually those are pretty generic terms for people to, you can assess, um, get assessed in TPI that way. You can check those, those things out. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. And, and then in the hips, my favorite way of, of kind of assessing that and working on that is getting into the 90-90 position or the shin box position. For, for the hips where you have one leg out in front of you and one leg out to the side and you're going to rock, letting the knees fall down to, to the ground and you're staying upright with chest and your torso and there. So those are those are really the, the things I want, what I want to stress is you want active control, right? There's a big difference between mobility and flexibility. Flexibility is essentially your ability to get into a position uh, and mobility is your ability to control that joint into certain positions. All right. So we want to be able to control our, our shoulder turn. We want to be able to control into the backswing and through the follow through. And that is only going to happen if you actively targeting strength, the range of motion. Okay. So we want to active control. So big thing that I see with most people sitting at desk, you want to target that hip flexor. Okay. The hip flexor, we have that. So as right. A uh, great way of doing this, I usually call it a couch stretch. You put your foot up against the couch and you kneel down on the one foot and you got your other leg in front of you to keep you from falling on your face. And you're staying up nice and tall and you just squeeze that butt muscle. You squeeze that butt muscle and that gets that nice hip flexor to actively release. And so you're controlling that position of going in and out of a hip movement. Okay. And 
already talked about the 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 reach unders uh, actually. So those are those are those are ones that I like to use on on a regular basis for myself uh, with the with the limitations that I have. Okay, but so I think I digressed on all of this, but the mobility section you just want to target your limitations target what you need to work on uh, for golfers in general you want to be working on the the rotary centers where we talked about shoulder chest and hips uh, if you have ankle restriction or neck restrictions then you obviously want to work on those but that's typically uh, not the main limiter on most golfers in my experience sorry my nose is itchy um all right next we move into the movement prep right we move we're going to get into just kind of preparing ourselves to to, to exercise and so this can involve a couple different things if reason why it's called a movement prep rather than like a warm-up at least according to kevin carr uh, who i hope to get on the podcast here pretty soon just kind of working out some of the details on on timing and whatnot with him but is basically you are preparing yourself for the activities that you're going to do or the movements that you have a limitation let's say you have a squat and you're trying to get deeper into that squat you can do all your stuff here now in order to prepare for for that um, while you are preparing to to get into whatever exercises that you're going to do with your power, with your your strengthening uh, and your your energy development. Okay, so with that, we we're going to do things like leg swings. Okay, to get the hips moved, we're going to do um, some some controlled articular rotations or cars for neck, shoulder, hips. Okay, to get those prepared for the activities that we're going to do and make sure that they're going through the range of motion in order to improve that. And the uh, yeah, that's basically that's basically what you got. I mean, so high knees, uh, butt kicks, those kinds of things, getting yourself ready. If you're working into, if you're going to be doing um, explosive stuff, you want to do just a little bit of of maybe like light bounding and stuff like that kind of been prepping for landing type stuff uh, if you're doing jumps and whatnot uh and and moving just kind of getting the the body warmed up and ready for whatever activities the easiest way is just whatever movement you're going to do whether it's squats do some body weight squats you can get ready for that way if you're doing deadlifts all right do some hinges uh just with your body and uh that kind of stuff so just kind of warming up that way is is the most efficient way of getting through that there we move into the the power section, all right? And so we we put power right after the warm up because we don't want to be fatigued. Some of the biggest mistakes that we see is people aren't efficiently warmed up and ready to do power exercises, uh, which means they're not putting 100% forward. And if you're not putting 100% forward, you're not improving your power or your speed uh, with the with the activity. Okay, so things that can be thrown into this section, uh, big ones for golfers are are jumps. Okay, we got vertical jumps, broad jumps. Okay, you can do depth drops. All right, that would be in that category as well. Uh, older population depth drops from even a small surface is is very beneficial and very low risk. Okay, even uh, off of a, a a you know a four inch book or or step, and, and and that will provide a stimulus for improving the braking system, right? With with the depth drops and your body's not going to let you jump higher than what you can land from. So you you are kind of developing your ability to land and absorb the the impact there, right? So finding something very small and starting small is perfectly fine. 
and perfectly okay and getting bigger. I had a big conversation uh, with with uh, Mitchell Sadowski uh, on this in, uh, well, I want to say that was episode 60-ish. All right. And so you guys can, can check that out uh, with him. And and if you want to learn a little more, a little bit more about, about kind of progressing the jumps in there and whatnot. Uh, the other thing that would fall into this category would be med ball throws, okay, or slams, right? And these are great ways of generating power with a light object. For most people, you're not looking for a med ball that's much heavier than four to eight pounds. All right, if you're very experienced, you can go heavier. Uh, but for the most part, you don't need much more than that. And it's all about speed. Uh, I've I've heard some people talk using some some ability to be able to use some different types of radars that might register the the ball uh, speed there, and that would be excellent. There are expensive uh, med balls out there that have velocity. Uh, velocitometers uh i'm not even sure what that word is speedometers uh, in them uh, that would would give you the the velocity of the ball as well and so that can give you a feedback on it all right and that's one of the big things with with a lot of the speed and power development stuff is feedback is crucial because you get to see oh that one wasn't as wasn't as good as the previous one and it tells you how much uh difference is there between your your first ones versus your last ones right uh, and also, obviously, in this section, we can do uh, swing speed training that would fall under this category, your super speed, your stack systems, whatnot. And again, feedback's crucial on this. You get to see, okay, how, how are you improving? You can kind of chart it out on, on and changes what you want to do. You know, if you don't have anything of those fancy programs, that are out there, you can just simply take your take an old driver and swing that as hard as you can, right? Uh, again, effort and intention is the key here. We want to swing 100% every single time. So make sure you're getting a good uh, breaks in between each swing so that you're giving your body an opportunity to, to recover, right? The golf swing is a very short time. Uh, it doesn't take very long. It, 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 so you aren't really needing the aerobic system. You are using your anaerobic system, and that is only meant to, to be used for, the, for a few seconds, and it gets replenished uh, fairly quickly, right? And so we, we want to train that way. We want to make sure that we can swing 100% each time and that we're not draining that, that system and we'll get more into that later uh, on on one of the last the energy development system or energy development part section of of the training program. So yeah, so powers we got broad jump, we got vertical jumps, we got depth drops, throws. I didn't actually talk about those. So you got you got just a a um, caveman throw where you just throw that ball as high up into the air as you can. I like that because you can pretty much do that anywhere uh, as long as you got a high enough ceiling or as long as you can get outside, right? Uh, you got ball slams just straight down in front of you, slamming it as hard as you can. I like that one because that one doesn't take really anything fancy uh, there either as long as you have a solid ground, right? And a little bit of space. And then we can also do ball slams uh, from a, 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 it's a, a just a, it's the lateral ball slam really is all it is. 
but you're getting into like your backswing and you're slamming it down behind your your uh, trail leg and just working on generating power into that from that rotational uh, point of your backswing. So you're really getting better at starting that transition from your backswing into your into impact, right? So that's a, that's another great one, and those are those are simple ones that you can do. Like I said, almost anywhere, and so highly recommend and recommend those three. Okay. After the power, we move on to the strength. Strength. We'll keep this very basic. Uh, lots of information out there on regards to strength, but you really want to want to focus on increasing your. Uh, your ability to lift with your lower body. There's a pushing motion. There's a pulling motion, right? Or a hip hip dominant, which is the pulling. And there is a, a knee dominant, which is the pushing. So squat is push or knee dominant. And hinging is more pulling or uh, hip dominant. Sorry. And... So those, those are the lower body exercises. And then your upper body exercises, you want to work on pushing and pulling. You can push and pull in a horizontal position and a vertical position, right? So you can work on any of those. Pull-ups, push-ups, those fall into those two categories, right? Rows, uh, particularly like TRX rows uh, for golfers, okay? You're having to create some stability while you're, while you're pulling uh, with your uh, retraction muscles, your muscles in your, in your upper back, right? And then the other thing is, is your core, uh, for lack of a better term, right? And so it's basically your ability to, to transfer load from lower body to upper body. That's why we want to target it. And best way to do that is through a payoff press or heavy carries to basically working the stability of that area. So you are to be nice and stable and resist against that. Another one that I really like is dead bugs. Okay, as a more so using it as a way to better understand the tension that needs is required in developing that resistance. Right, Uh, I find it very helpful for those that are struggling with with uh, back pain during deadlifts or squats and whatnot, and and so really training that tension that is that you need to be able to create in order to keep things stable. Right, so I, I love that. Uh, as an option, but pale off press and heavy carries, and there's lots of different variety of carries that you can do. You can play with um, simplest is a farmer's carry or a suitcase carry, where you just hold the weight down at uh, and both hands for a farmer's carry, or in one hand for a suitcase carry. Right. So working through those will will help develop you that that uh, the stability that we're looking for in order to allow your strength in your lower legs and your power generation that you're getting from from your previous stuff that we've talked about to transfer from from the ground and your legs into through your core and up into your arms and the and the club okay the last section is an energy development section or the last part of the program and so this is basically getting your body at a level that it can perform the activity that you want for the duration of that activity, right? So soccer players need to be able to run for 90 plus minutes. All right. Well, we have to make sure that they have the energy 
uh, system developed properly in order to do that activity, right? Golfer, all right, we've got to be able to walk for four. If you're uh, at a busy course with some slow players, you know, maybe even six hours, right? And you got to be, be able to walk. And but in the in between those walks, you're going to swing a club as hard as you can. Uh, hopefully, only uh, seventy to eighty times. But for for a lot of us, it's probably more than that. And, and then you, so we really just need to have short bursts of of energy. All right. So something simple of uh, you could do you could potentially do sprints. That's one of my favorites. All right, because that keeps an athletic movement. Right. And uh, you can also do step ups. Right. Something simple of just stepping up and and down from a box as fast as you can for 15, 20 seconds, then taking a break for a minute to a minute and a half. All right. And then and then repeating that. Uh, So that would be kind of your metabolic uh, period where you're just kind of getting getting yourself tired. This is the point where we might want to get tired. Right. But with golf, again, we're just looking to challenge that. Uh, anaerobic system so we're doing short burst of in- exercise short burst of fast movement and w- and if you couple that with you know during that break you're just doing some walking then that simulates much more what you're going to do in in a real round of golf and so that will improve your body's ability to uh, maintain throughout the round while still generating the power output that is required during a golf swing that is pretty much the basics of, of what you need in a program and what I wanted to cover today. Uh, hoping to get, like I said, hoping to get a couple of guys here talking about uh, creating your own programs and, and developing an efficient program workout, a training program, and where you can better understand what you need to do. But hopefully that helps you guys. And then if you have any questions, please reach out to me. All right. And just wrap up. You want to cover your mobility to, to limit your your limitations or res- your restrictions to improve those. You want to do a w- good warm-up or movement prep to prepare yourself for the movements upcoming and to improve your quality of movement. And then you get into your power where you're really wanting to be 100% and you want to overdo it, right? You want to do a low number of reps, nothing more than 8 or 10 usually, and with light loads. And then you get into your strength where you're looking to do heavier loads and doing even uh, depending on, on your rep range, but the, the lower target, it's the strength and, and power. And so that, that is more ideal. And then you want to get into your energy development, which we said we want to do short bursts of quick movements, whether that's step ups, whether that's um, like jump ropes or and then with like light walking. Uh, in between to simulate more of what we do in the golf program that is in the ideal world right and so you know there are other things that you can be doing but they won't be specific towards your golf training program if you have goals of losing weight which can be a very helpful goal uh, or can be a very helpful thing to to a lot of us right is losing weight will allow us to be uh, maybe less stress on on our, our joints and less less fatigue when we're going around the course right or uh, just overall cardiovascular health and and healthy uh, um, psychology mental state emotions whatever you want whatever you want to term that right these types of things 
then you know you can you can do different activities but that is kind of the ideal thing for for somebody that's really serious about improving their golf game and and really improving their health big key takeaway from all this is do something right get some get some mobility and get some get some power and speed work in get some strengthening in right even a little bit can can go a long way and uh that's one of the big things I think we see why people have so many issues going coming back out of a winter is they get into not having swung a club and go back into swinging club a lot. And they just haven't done a whole lot in order to maintain that movement. And if you're not doing something inside or outside of the, the course, then you're not going to be progressing or improving. So again, hopefully you guys found that helpful. Uh, hit me up with any questions that you got. Uh, if you haven't, joined our facebook group check it out uh, golf fitness tips is where most of the videos of these get posted where we have conversations uh i give a lot of the videos out of stuff i've talked about hidden here on there so you can find all that on facebook group golf fitness tips and it should be in the show notes as well if you haven't given us if you haven't liked us subscribed on on youtube or on our pages or whatnot please do so it uh, helps us get to more people like you that can can learn to take care of their bodies and play better golf and golf under par. And please rate us on, give us five stars in Apple, iTunes, whatever that's called nowadays, uh, or on Spotify or whatever you use, your preferred streaming service that you're you're finding us on so that we can, again, get in front of more people. And if you guys have anything that you want to cover, anybody that you want to have on, reach out to me at Jeremy at up health and performance or at jeremy at golf under par no golf under par at gmail.com sorry i'm getting all confused with all these different emails golf under par uh, pod dot at gmail.com that's what it is that's probably the best way and i'll check it there and we will try to appease the masses all right guys hopefully you have a great day take care